I came to the LSE 15 years ago as a master's student, but then I went away for seven years and I worked in the private sector as a communications consultant. So I was very fortunate uh, to come across the Methodology Institute, which is unique in the LSE as far as I can see, in that it brings people from different disciplines who are interested in either investigating existing methodologies or developing new forms of rigorous scientific ways of researching what is a social science. So because we are talking about a wide range of subjects from economics to finance, which are quite quantitative and quite stable in terms of the basic methodologies of research or the basic methods of research to ideas around philosophy and how people interact. The key thing that brings us together is that is this slightly nerdish interest in trying to find the best methodological fit for the question we ask. Well, I work largely with qualitative data, which is large streams of texts, either printed texts, spoken texts, oral texts. Uh, which, we, which I analyze uh, using different types of softwares, uh, which helps me look at my main research interest, which is looking at how different cultures communicate with each other. I've just been working with the BBC World Service Trust on a very interesting project. It's called a National Conversation. They're fundamentally interested in looking at governance across African countries, and we have chosen three African countries, which are different points along what's called the governance continuum. So you have a very stable country, which we have chosen as Tanzania. You have one in transition, which is Sierra Leone. And you have one which is just recently out of a war, which is Angola. We did taped focus groups, but think about four, 60 focus groups, focus groups which lasted between two and three hours from one country. And then you've got three countries of that. We're able to analyze focus groups through a software called Alcest which um, is a French linguistic software which we allows you to put a large volume of data within it and it then looks for co-occurrence patterns and comes up within a period of three to five minutes. It gives you the main thematic clusters contained within the text. So I could put in all my focus groups from Sierra Leone, all 60 of them, and within five minutes it'll t it will give me five, six or seven clusters of words which I then interpret, I go through a process of interpreting to say, well, actually the, the, this theme is about um, political di discussion. This theme is about roads being, being useless. Alcest actually doesn't understand meaning. It's a meaning insensitive software. What it looks for is it takes pictures of the text and then it looks for words which are occurring close to each other repeatedly over a large volume. And the notion or the idea behind it is that if words occur, if they co-occur over a large volume of text, then there is an underlying linkage between them. And then it's up to the researcher to say, well, this is what this theme means. Um, what's interesting is that it allows you to do that without losing the richness. You don't have to sacrifice the subtleties of the context, the, the speech context, which is exciting. Because normally when you, have, when you go broad, when you go vast, you reduce the complexity, because that's the only way you can manage it. If you're going deep, you can increase the complexity. But he, this here, it's sort of a nice medium because you can keep the nuance, keep the context, but still go quite, quite wide and quite specific about which bits you want to look at. Well, it's a very exciting tool for qualitative researchers, because often we get the, the sort of standard main top two critiques of qualitative methods is 
this is not transparent and this is not systematic insofar as it is infused with bias. So the nice thing with the Alcest is that what it allows you to do is it allows you to take a step away from the data and the, the software to come up with the themes, which is particularly useful when you have been very immersed in the field. So a lot of anthropologists, a lot of social psychologists, we go and we spend a lot of time in the world of our subjects, so in the world of the research that we are actually doing. So we are, of course, subject to um, certain biases, certain influences. And the nice thing with doing an Alcest analysis up front is the themes are generated independent of you. You may then interpret it, but you have a very clear sets of data which uh, anybody can look at and it's very transparent. I think there's a great need and I think that this has been acknowledged that there's a great need for a qualitative equivalent of what the quantitative world has had for some time in the form of SPSS. So it's a platform through which there are different tools which you can use to do different kinds of analysis. The hope is that qualitative research will also get to such a state where, where they can, at a click of a button, use different logics, different technologies together. So I think, that that I think that's going to happen. I mean, it's so necessary. It is so necessary to be able to have a software which can look at vast quantities of data and analyze it quickly. It's a whole industry of text mining out there where people are doing this. And it's a question simply of how quickly can we catch up? Can we get there? Because we don't want to, we, I mean, we, we don't want to lose the, the depth of qualitative research. So we don't want to have to do it quantitative whenever we go broad. We want to be able to grow, go broad while still keeping as much as we can of the subtleties of the richness of the context that the research was actually done, particularly in the social sciences. Because that's what we are studying. We're studying human life, which is rich and nuanced and has difference within it.